Blog Talk Radio. You know, because they, they definitely 
get it in on so many levels. Uh, shouts out to everybody I'm playing words with friends with. You understand? Uh, I'm whooping people's ass. You understand? Everybody's ass will be whooped. I don't know if y'all know, Rodney Perry is way too... Yeah, everybody, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, uh, Madeline, my co-host, is uh, letting you give me some vital information. So we're definitely getting it in today. Uh, I'm going to uh, pull this up because what uh, what I want you all to see is not only is my guest super talented basketball player, but, hey, man, run, run the clip. You know what, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that because you know what I got to do before I do that? Before I do that, I got I got to show y'all something too. Um, I'm actually, you know, we we all multi talented. We do different things. So what I want to do is I want to go through the calendar this week. Like I said, I'm in D.C. Uh, it's called uh, uh, we, we we last on the harbor. Myself and Red Grant. I'm here today and tomorrow. So if you're in D.C., you come out. You've been talking about right now when I don't get a chance to see you live. This is your chance to see me live. D.C. today and tomorrow. Wednesday, special event in Dallas, Texas, for uh, St. Philip's School. St. Philip's School, my, my sister's on the board of directors over there, and uh, this is a very powerful situation over at St. Philip's because they do some great stuff with those children. And it's a school uh, for minority kids in Dallas. Um, one of their champions is Erica Badu, who I got an opportunity to perform with her and Dave Chappelle a couple of years ago for this school. And this year they got Layla Hathaway and my man Rasan Patterson coming out to this beautiful venue, and I'll get to host that show for them. I'm not making one quarter for this because it's all about giving back and giving to the kids. So I'm excited about that. And, of course, later on this month, Halloween weekend, I'm at the Arlington Improv. Arlington Improv, I'm coming. Dallas, Texas, I'm coming. You understand me, and also, also I got um, I got um the Houston Improv the following week. But before that, people been they've been people been mad at me. They say Rodney, why don't you never come to Monroe? When you go come to Monroe, when you come to Monroe, Louisiana and perform, when you gonna get your your perform on tomorrow? Well, Rodney Perry is coming to Monroe, Louisiana. Go to my website, RodneyPerry.com. We are going to Monroe, Louisiana. I'm excited. I haven't performed in Monroe, Louisiana in over 10 years. So this is this is Rodney Perry making uh, uh, his his Monroe debut. And I'm also being honored by my high school, Carroll High School, uh, with the You've Been Doing Stuff in Your Life Award. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I told him I would take it. Shouts out to my chat room, Hopes Butterflies, my man, Job Prince, Omasi Bazil, and of course, I shouted him out earlier. Mr. True View Radio himself is on the line. I ain't forgot about you, Roland. I just have been running, man. I've been running, but we're going to definitely chop it up because Roland is coming to Atlanta, y'all. He got a big, big form, a big thing he's doing, so maybe we can get him a call in a little later on and tell us what that's about. So uh, it, it is definitely going to be completely awesome. Um, so, what else is going on in my life? Uh, I'm. The only thing about uh, little runs like this, little road trips like this, is that, um, you know, I'm away from my family, which is the hardest part. You know, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that Rodney Perry is a family man. I got uh, uh, six kids, you know, uh, five girls, you know. So, you know, to be away from my daughters, you know, in upwards of five, six, seven days, you know, it kind of gets to wear on you. So uh, I'm looking for my family 
my my on air Rodney Perry live family to keep me up, keep me motivated today. We're gonna have a good time. Thank y'all for two. You know, like they hit, you know, anyway. So, with that, it's time to get this show going. I'm sure my man is on hold now. Madeline, is Cedric ready? Type something, let me know that Cedric Sabalos is ready, man. I got to get this dude a proper introduction. I'm, I'm so excited to have him on the show. <laughs> One of them dudes, you understand me? One of them dudes, uh, let's see. No, and I wasn't late. Madison Media Radio, I was on time. But you know, we, we just, it just dropped me completely out. You know, blog talk dropped drop me dropped me completely out. Uh, let's uh, let's check that line. I know said I know Cedric is listening, uh, mad. So let's see if we can pick up pick that line up. Check that line and see if Cedric is on there waiting. Said you on? Yes, sir. You here? Can you hear me? Said you on? Can you hear me, big fella? Hello. 
Not sure if it's him, but the call is live. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you hear me? Man, Can you hear me? I don't know what to do with myself today. I tell you what, Matt, I need you to actually say something on the line because I'm. This is driving me crazy. I need to get Sergio Sabalos on the line. Oh, Roland said y'all can hear me. That's good. Y'all can hear me. I'm I'm in Got Dog on Washington D.C. I, I'm I'm in a beautiful hotel room. I'm across from the Gaylord Hotel. <laughs> hey, hey, Cedric Sabalos, you are live on the air. Can you hear me, big fella? Oh, y'all can hear him. Uh, this is Rodney, uh, Macy May. Uh, Rodney has, Jesus has. has so they can hear me, but you okay. can't hear me. Rodney, come no. on, man. Give the record, right. big fella. This is driving fucking maniac. Okay. We hear said as well. Oh, y'all hear said? I don't hear said. Hey, man, I don't think, I don't know if <laughs> I'm live. You, you have to bring us both on together. I can hear the body. <laughs> I can hear somebody. Hey, I see. We're both live. I so, hear. Let me get this straight. Y'all can hear said. Y'all can hear me, but I can't hear said. Is that what it is? That's what it looked like, big fella. Okay. No, said said he's on hold. Said is on hold. Hey, 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 you calling from the same number set, or you calling from that, that landline we talked about? Text me the first landline. three numbers so I can give it to Mad, so she can she can make sure we we get it in. Because we should be on the line. He, he's listening. We listen to each other. We can't get it done. You ask a question, and we'll type <laughs> type and make said answer. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. This, this is the type of chat room I love. You guys are wonderful. You hear me? Um, where am I at tonight? Laughs on the harbor. Nobody want to hear about that. We, we want to talk to Sid, man. We got NBA legend on the line. You know what? Last time I said, I think it's Sid. I'm going to just go on the line. I'm going to go out on the line. It's Sid's fault. You understand? It is Sid because nope. I said called in. His line was choppy. Now I said, I talked to Sid. I said, I want to interview Sid. I called Sid. He said, dog, you got an interview. I got you covered. So now I've done that, and now guess what? I can't even hear she, nothing. So it, it's Sid's fault. It said, matter of fact, since it's Sid's fault, Matt, do me a favor. Play play me some Sid. Play, hit the button and let the people know that Sid is not just a hooper, but he takes it to the next level. Play some Sid music. That's what I need to hear. That's going to make me feel better. That's cold, man. You're going to have to. Oh, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Can you do that, man? Try to get on my rough side. What side? What side? Who's trying to 
try to take mine. You start to wonder. I know your name is Stevie. Don't think about yeah, it. Cause you know you can see me 23. The numbers on the tip of your tongue. Give me lock on the line. Why you get in? Let me in, Madeline. I'm trying to get in. Hey, hey, I'm coming. Everybody, I'm coming in. This one. This one. I wish you could hear me right now. So turn that thing off. Yeah, the clock is still ticking. Your booty chicken runs. Mine's a finger licking. Bloodin', Bloodin', crippin'. I hear your body calling. I call it with the banging, cause my skills are in the ballin'. Ain't the wait for me. I get high up off my jumpers and my dunks, you see. So when the fans start to scream, hey, with the killing me, right? I, I like to bop, 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 bop. It's like three into the two and two into the one. Big ball of 23 and my job ain't done. I get started like the hammer. I finish like Shaquille. Well, you think you heard my best? Well, fools, look at here. Look at here. No fear, rap crystal clear, flossing in my Chevy with the will in the air. But it's a west side thing, Mike side thing. Winning battles ain't nothing but a chicken wing. I eat them one by one, yep, good clean fun. No need to bring a gun, come and get some of this lovable, huggable. My skills are so incredible. Stay like Joe to see, I don't know, it's time to go as I flow. Time to wrap this thing up, Warren G flex the cut, make it go bump and bump in my speaker, my speakers go squeaker, damn look at honey over there with the nice smooth features, uh, she's on my nuts, oh no, here she come, how's about a 68 and I owe you one, I ain't with the slipping, tripping, forget about honey dipping, I'm too caught up with my hands to be spitting and dripping, not Teddy, but I had to one to check up, she knows you got the money stacking high, yeah I betcha, so I know you from somewhere, I'm the Snoop Doggy Dog in your life, so can I hit ya later? Cause it's my time to wreck it. Say my prayer, rock the crowd, then bring home the check it. Spend a little, save the rest, another show again. No complaints from the dog, cause I love them and mm. Got some fools trying to break me off proper like. See me bouncing in my bowl, yeah, I'm hopping right. No need for the noise, what you shouting about? Check my rear three remotion piece, signing a Yo, what's up, y'all? This is your boy Roddy Perry. Am I all mad? Am I all here? Hopefully, y'all can hear me, man. This is this is a doggone nightmare today, but uh, we're gonna get through it. You know, I thank all y'all for bearing with us today. Uh, man, Rock, can you hear me, big fella? There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let, let me go let, before I, before I, before I go any further. Let me give a proper introduction. Can y'all hear me properly? Say, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, there we go. All right, I got to get a proper introduction. First of all, y'all heard the music. It's Mr. Deuce Trey himself, you understand? <laughs> We're talking about the man, the myth, the legend. I know y'all know my comedy compadre as Cedric Entertainer, but I want to do Cedric Sabalos as Cedric Entertainer because you do it all. You, you, you not only are nice on the court, killing them, from team to team, doing your thing in the NBA, but then you immediately 
you understand, and start doing other stuff, DJing, producing. Doing, I, I watched the video, dog. Without any further ado, <laughs> show some love to Mr. Cedric Sabano. Big Rodney, it took a while What's to up, get me man? all right, man, but appreciate you having me on, man. What's up, big fella? Man, man I, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely humbled, and I'm, I'm thankful to have you all, man. Man, I, I, you know, when, you know, you know people, you know, like over the years, I, I, you know, we brushed so many times, and to sit down and really do my research and see, you know, the, the, the statistical data that you put up in the NBA, man, it's crazy. Led the league in scoring, um, but went to the All Star game. What was it like to get the, the get the nod, go to the All Star game? First of all, after you have been playing for some years, and and then be hurt and not be able to really to play that time. Well, uh, first things first, man. It's just a blessing to be in the NBA. You know, it's, you know, as kids, man, we all dream about things and. You know, have aspirations. You know, first, first is being a fireman, and then after a fireman, you want to be a doctor, lawyer, and you know, maybe a superhero or something. You know, I, I didn't, I've right. never seen a superhero fly or anything, but you know, that's what I wanted to be. But basketball was, uh, you know, you know, on the back burner. But I, I really just put my efforts into it. Um, you know, my heart and soul, and I, you know, I got a lot out of it. The biggest thing for me, man, when I got selected, not only drafted but selected to the All-Star game was just like, I remember as a kid watching these All-Star games every February, like, man, that's crazy. I'm going to be one of those dudes out there that somebody else, a little kid or somebody is watching, that they plan their whole day around to, to, to watch this game. And that's, that was the real trip thing about it. I, I just was more into how I was and how I was feeling as a kid watching all these games and these slam dunk contests and all that stuff. Uh, so I, I didn't really – get into the fact that I'm playing with Hall of Famers and, 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 you know, Michael Jordans and Barclays and all that. I was just more into, like, man, I was a kid watching this my whole life. Every every year I watch this every February, and I'm I'm being a part of it there. So it was just a blessing totally. Wow. Awesome, man. And let, let's talk about the dunk contest because you was one of the first guys to really step outside the box and do something like that people, people went crazy. You blindfolded yourself and dunked the ball. Yeah. Said, what was the conversation? Or did it just come up that day? Or, or did you practice that? Like, give, give me the backstory to that dunk. Well, it started out with, uh, you can go back to college. We had a dunk contest in college of all of the best dunkers in college our senior year. Uh, me and D. Brown went to the finals. And, uh, you know, I beat D. Brown. And then D. Brown got the nod his rookie year. I didn't get to go to the dunk contest our first year. I got to go my second year. So I was kind of, you know, I, I wanted to battle him because I beat him before in college, but he was hurt that year. So then uh, wow. we was playing the Lakers. We was playing the Lakers, and Magic had already announced his retirement, and we was just shooting around. He was still working out, shooting around with the team. And, and he was like, you know, in this match, like, what's up, man? Like, what you going to do for the dunk contest? You know, DK with the blinds, you hold the eyes. What you going to do? And when he when he was, when we was goofing around with that, that's when I came up with the idea, like, how do I take what D. Brown did to the next level? 
And, right. uh, you know, then I got back home and things. And at the time, I wasn't playing that much. You know what I'm saying? I was riding a bit, so I got a lot of time to think about other stuff. You know what I'm saying? When you ain't playing. So right, I, right, I started right, right. conjuring up stuff and, and uh, you know, came up with that. You know, tried it a couple of times, failed. I think out of, out of two months of practicing that thing, I might have got it maybe three times. And uh, really? so when I went to the dunk contest with it, I, in my mind, I was like, okay, Larry Johnson, Sean Kemp, all these big-time players and dunkers, and this little old me, how am I going to make my mark on this dunk contest? Because it's going to be star-studded. It's going to be filled with stars. You know, Will Smith, everybody was there, you know what I mean? So how am I going to make my impact on it? So I figured two ways. One, I can put this blindfold on and bust my ass, and I'll be on the bloopers for the rest of my life. But people would know about it. Exactly. I can go make the dunk, and then same thing, people are still going to be talking about it. So I, I, I couldn't lose either way, you know. A lot of people won't take that risk because they're like, man, I don't want to get embarrassed. But you understand, that embarrassing moment can make you really famous too as well. So uh, you can you can ask, you know, Ron Artest for that. You know what I mean? Like that's a prime example of an embarrassing moment. All right. And you just come out and you become a superstar after that, you know. And that's what that's what my intentions were. Like one way or the other, people was going to know Seth Ball's name after the dunk contest, whether it would have been funny or it had been fantastic. Fantastic. You know, you know, I, I'm a big fan of people that live their life that way because I'm an all or none type of guy too. And and to hear that story, man, it, it's it's amazing. Um, Cedric Zabalos from Hawaii. Did you grow up in Hawaii? Well, uh, mom and pops was on vacation. My dad was Hawaiian, so they were just visiting my grandparents. And Doc was like, "You can't get back on that plane because it's like a six to eight hour flight or whatever." So you can't get back on that plane. So I was that was the only reason I was born there. Then a couple of days after I was born, I was, I was shipped back to Los Angeles. So, uh, But I went back every summer, you know, as a kid. Uh, and it kind of spoiled me because of the beaches are so clean and, and warm and, and the weather so great. And then I went, you know, growing up in Los Angeles, going to Venice and Santa Monica Beach and seeing diapers pass by on the shore, man, just kind of blew me off. So I never really got in the water, man, when I was a kid. <laughs> So, so when when did you take me back? Take me back. When did you hit your growth spurt? Because you, you you stand six seven, am I right? Yes, sir. When did you I hit, hit your growth? Spurt. When did actually, you know? Actually, between uh, my eleventh grade and twelfth grade year, uh, that's when I got my my big spurt. I was by like like five seven, and um, uh, then I came back from uh, from from Hawaii and Texas. Chance. You said I still got a chance. I, I, no, I, I wasn't. I was Rodney. I was. I didn't have basketball in my mind, man. I, I, to tell you the truth, I didn't have that. I, my thing was music and DJ, and I was. That was the whole. When I grew up, it breaking had just started out. Uh, you know, I saw the movie B Street and lost my mind. Uh, right. I, I can remember the first. I can remember the first uh, hip hop song that I heard from New York, uh, which was Planet Rock. A, a next door neighbor of mine had brought it. His father was from Jamaica Queens. He brought Planet Rock. Uh, home and played it one day, and and I lost my mind, man. That old it just got me into a trance, and I I walked out I walked out my house with my pajamas on, no shirt on, no shoes, no socks, went right up to his window and was like, "What is that you playing?" He was like, uh, you know, he in his little accent voice, it was like, "This is new from New York. I got back from yesterday. I played for you." And he, he, he and that was just the instrumental. He flipped it over and played the vocal side, and I tell African my body every time I see him. Every time I see him, I tell him this story, man. He played the vocal side, 
and the, at the beginning of the party, peep, I just was like, man, you got to be kidding me, dude. Like, this is unbelievable. And I was hooked ever since. So I only played one year of varsity uh, basketball. You know, I wasn't really trying to be an NBA player. I mean, it was a far-fetched dream, but, I, you know, I, I had a I had a good head on my shoulder, so I knew reality uh, had to had to wake myself up a little bit. So music was my big thing. You know, I was a dude when it was when it was a breaking contest. I was a guy that handled the music. I carried the big boom box around. Uh, I made sure you know I had all the new sounds and all that. Um, so you know that was my thing. So from from my junior year to my senior year, I went from five seven to like six four. Um, and then, you know, coach was like, man, we got to put you on this team. You know, I'm like, all right. So I got the opportunity to make the team. I didn't play much, uh, but I did get opportunity to, you know, you know, I was on a pretty good team. We only lost four games that whole year. So that's probably why right. I didn't play much. If I went to a sorrier team, maybe I would have played a lot, you know, and then it kind of just went from that. I, I wasn't recruited. I wasn't recruited out of high school. Ended up going to junior college in Ventura County, uh, County. Right. Um, you know, one, fortunate that the, the, the superstar there broke his uh, broke his knee, tore his knee up, and coach was like, "You got to step into the role." And uh, I became an All American that year. We won the state championship, and uh, two years of All American, I got I signed with Fullerton because my brother had went there early. He was already going to school at Cal State Fullerton, so I was familiar with the campus. And you know what a what a great opportunity to play with your brother on the same team because I had always yeah. looked up to him, and that was why I wanted to play basketball, but. Uh, you know, you know. Fortunately, he he transferred and didn't didn't stay there. But man, I just got lucky, man. I, I I'm not even gonna sit here and say I'm great. I'm I'm this, that, and the other. I just got pretty lucky. I just put I just put all my ducks in a row. And fortunately, the opportunity came when when the ducks hatched that one of the goose's eggs was golden, man. Hey, this is Rodney Perry live. You're listening to my man Cedric Sabalos, man. Incredible, incredible story, Cedric. And and one of one of the things I like to do with this show is I like for people to hear the other side of of because people see you NBA player, they see success, but they don't know that you was five seven. You know what I'm saying? They don't know that you was five seven up to that point, and that you probably would have been a world class rapper. Now we played your song, man. Uh, and and you did you did something interesting. You you married up uh, some of some of the athletes with with hip hop guys and, and 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 did that project. And and I saw that my man Ricky Harris, stand up comic, Todd Al, directed the video. Yeah, yeah. We called Todd Al. I gave him the treatment on how I wanted to do it, and uh, he had uh, done a couple of things for Snoop. And the dog pound, and uh, you know we we go back uh, from Long Beach and Los Angeles, you know, going up in the street days, and uh, we, we at that time we were hanging out a lot because he used to do this comedy shop over in Long Beach. I think it's called the Comedy Spot or something like that. I can't remember the Long Beach yeah, Terrace or something. That. I can't remember. And uh, I used to always go down there and hang out with him. And, and when the opportunity came for this to, for us to help with donate with this album, um, you know, after all the songs that came out. You know, they came to me and was like, "Okay, we want to put, we want to use your song as a video." Uh, you know, it just clicked to me, man. I wanted it a little bit comical. I wanted to show my personality, and so I called uh, Ricky to come, you know, lay it down, man. He put together a, a pretty funny video. Uh, we used all my props, my homes, my vehicles, all that other stuff. So it it, it really didn't cost too much, but uh, it was a lot of fun doing. And uh, you know, a lot of people that was in the videos, those. Um, uh, extras, man, we became good friends and are still friends today with a lot of people. Money B from Digital Underground came through. Yeah. Us with the video and uh, 
Uh, I, I know you see Pookie Wigginton, man. He, uh, you know, I know you've been I over see, to I this. see Pookie up there. <laughs> yeah, he doing this thing. We were college teammates at Ventura, so he, you know, I had to put my dog in there, and and, and it just, man, it was just a fun opportunity, man. I was blessed to do it. Man, you you one of those guys that's gifted in so many areas, man. And you, you I don't know if you even realize it, but you inspired me. Uh, I came out to Phoenix and did a show with with Speedy. And uh, and and I, I got a chance to one to watch you MC, which I was completely impressed with. I mean, if if you ever get a chance to go to a, a Cedric Sabalos event, don't miss this. Because first of all, you keep the the joint so energized. Has that always been a part of your personality? And 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 before you answer that, before you answer that, also I watched you DJ, and you talked a little bit about hip hop earlier. But Cedric Sabalos. You're a beast. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Yeah, uh, you know what? That's funny because I, when I was growing up in, uh, you know, my school days, I, I was kind of quiet. I, I just was a person who really listened. You know, I was two years. Uh, I got an opportunity not to go. I don't know if it's a good opportunity or a bad opportunity, but I got the opportunity to go from fifth grade to seventh grade. So I missed sixth grade. Uh, I actually missed fifth and sixth grade. So I was two years younger than everybody else. So, you know, as a young person hanging around older people. But you made a double back when they used to make doubles. You made a double. Yeah, I made a double because they was busing. At the time, they had uh, started busing in California, and moms wasn't having it. She wasn't having me going all the way to the valley every day. So she, you know, she she stormed up there, being the righteous woman she is. was like, "Uh, this is not happening. And they was like, well, he could take a test, you know, to try to move him up a grade, and he can, you know, bypass the fifth grade and go straight to the sixth. Well, you know, I went in there and guessed my butt off and, you know, got a real high percentage and ended up going from the fifth to the seventh. They said he can go to the seventh. So she came to me, had a long talk, and was like, what's that, man? What you want to do? I was like, two years less of school? I can get out early? I was like, you know, at that time, I'm with it. You know, I wasn't thinking about the long-term, <laughs> right. you know, and, and practices of it. But, you know, I'm with it, like, ready to go. So I, I'm a fifth grader in junior high school, you know, you know, getting ready to get into junior high school. So I'm ready, pumped up. Uh, you know, at the end, it, it might have been helpful, but, you know, I, like I said, I was real quiet, so I was observant. I, I really listened and paid attention to people uh, uh, when people would complain about what they wanted or, or, or things that they like or dislike. You know, I kind of paid attention and took a mental note. So when my opportunity came, came to open my mouth, I made sure I tried to satisfy the masses uh, and, and try to take care of everybody when it came to entertaining and also, at the time, I was, you know, like a little young DJ, and I used to DJ my mom's parties all the time. So, you know, they they grown folk listen to Marvin and Al Green and all that, the whispers and everybody. So uh, that's that's where I got the opportunity to try to entertain, you know, on on another level because, you know, they be, you know, what's coming on next, and they want to just make this announcement and this, that, and the other. So I'm in right, junior high right, school, right. you know, <laughs> doing grown folk parties, man, in junior high school, you know. I love it. I love it. Hey, man, now now let, let's go back a little bit to, to the NBA. I mean, you, you spoke to the blessing that it was to play on that level. Um, you play in arguably what, 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 for, what for my generation is the heyday, you know, with, with people like Michael Jordan and, and the Larry Birds and the Magic Johnsons. You, you, you played on those same courts. Uh, as a competitor, which I know you have to be to have existed in that era, uh, who gave you your your best competition? Uh, for me, in my position, it's got to be Scottie Pippen. Um, okay. You know, 
without a doubt. I mean, Michael Jordan's unbelievable. I mean, he, he you know, he's like Jesus, man. You can't you can't go really wrong with him. But Scotty could play every position and play it well. He could play the point guard as well as play the center and guard that person. Uh, very long, uh, could run, jump, was very quick, uh, aggressive. Um, you know, he just happened to play with the best player on earth. You know, uh, right. So it's it's it's. It's really, you know, a lot of people go, hey, yeah, Scotty would have did that with Mike, but Mike, you know, Scotty was unbelievable, man. He, he gave teams problems in so many other ways, and you know, it, you know, a lot of people always talk about the comparison to Kobe and Michael, but it, it's, you know, I love Kobe, I love Mike, they're both uh, good friends of mine, but Mike's just on another planet, man. Like we, you know, I, I, I doubt if there'll be another one, you know. And, and but he just but but for me battling Scottie Pittman is just bananas to to get along with man right you know, that that dude is crazy he's crazy <laughs> now now what's it like for you you know and and I know y'all hear like all these armchair armchair analysts you know the ESPN these cats that have never touched a basketball but evaluate you guys on a weekly basis. Is, is that ever frustrating? I always wanted to ask an athlete that, you know, because as a comedian, I'm, you know, we hear, you know, the people write articles. I know y'all hear that stuff, or do you try to tune that out? I mean, is that something you just get sick of, or, or you just tune it out, or is it just, it's just par for the course? In my younger days, I used to get really upset, and I would get upset when, you know, people talk about my teammates, huh? At the time, uh, you know, when I was teammates with Charles Barkley, a guy named out of New York City, Peter Vesey used to rip Charles all the time. And it got well, – I, I never, never even met Peter Vesey. I never even met the guy, but he came in my locker room and I wanted to rip his head off. I never even met the guy just because of what he used to take, say about my teammate. He didn't even say it about me. Yeah. So, you know, it's just uh, – you know, you just understand that that's their job and it's their opinion. People have that. They, you know, some people going to like you, some people going to dislike you. It's just the way it is. It's the, you know, you, you know the, the most famous man in the world, Jesus Christ, was hated. So why, why you should be upset that somebody else is hating on you? You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. It's, so you just got to be an adult about it and, and understand that that's what they're doing. Their, their job is to create controversy. Their job is to create listeners or watchers or readers. And, uh, you know, and, and you look at the news every day. If you look at the news every day, 95% of it is negative stuff. It's bad stuff. So, you know, yeah. the news has been on forever. That's the longest-running syndication in the world. So how are you going to beat out the news? You know, when they're talking about all kind of negative and bad stuff, they only show a little bit when somebody gave something back or they saved a life or this, that, and the other. So uh, that's just the way, you know, people going to watch a, a, a car accident, a train wreck, before they watch somebody uh, save a cat out of a tree. Very true. Hey, man, give us some insight on what the grind is like, because I don't think the average Joe Blow really knows the workload that y'all take on in terms of the length of the season and and you, you, you got the travel involved, you're away from your family, you're away from your friends. What, what, what's that like? Does that galvanize the team even more that you are traveling and, and doing so much together? And, and, and this speaks to the grind of, of the NBA and what that was for you. Well, the biggest thing that I miss about playing is, uh, you know, you lost you lost 15 to 18 brothers just like that when you retire, you know, and then it just nobody shares the same thing that you share. They travel with you all the time. You you with them six months, six to eight months, depending on if it's a good or bad team, <laughs> out of the year. 
and uh, and you just used to having those people around that 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 share the same mentality and are trying to push the same goal as you. Um, daily grind, man. Depending on if you guess, say you got a uh, you go on a road trip, uh, say a twelve day road trip back east. Uh, if I'm coming from the west coast, uh, you get up in the morning after a, probably a long night of packing packing your clothes. Uh, you get yourself down to the arena. You get a good practice in for two to three hours, another workout after that. Uh, they usually have some lunch for you on the plane. So, you you know, if you if you try to dip and dodge before you get to the plane, get you a little soul food every now and then, and then you get to the plane. So it's like a two, three-hour ride then. And then you get to, you know, the hotel, check it in, and you try to find something to occupy your mind for a little while. Then you may have some film sessions or a meeting in between then. And then you just, you know, you're free to do what you want to do, get your rest, and then the next morning you wake up, uh, you got another practice and shoot around. Uh, then you got media to take care of. If you got some treatments to take care of or, or another workout, uh, you do that, lay it down, get yourself something to eat, uh, get some sleep, get ready, get up, get dressed, go to the game. Uh, the game, you got media, then you get your shots in, then you play the game, two or three hours of that. Uh, some players who don't play much, they get a workout right after the uh, Right after or before the game, and then you got media after that, and then after that you you jump right back on the bus. Bus take you to the plane and plane to the next city, and you usually get in about two three in the morning, uh, wherever that is, uh, on some airplane food. So uh, don't get me wrong, airplane food is not the same as Southwest. You know what I mean? Like you know they got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 they got the top line. And, uh, and cranberry yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, nah, we not we not sharing it with the road. We ain't doing that. But uh, but the, that's the only that's the hardest part of it. Just constant, just going and going and going. Uh, and you you know you you're trying to win every game. It's not about you know, just showing up. You you know like when you go on the road and get your comedy, you trying to hit a home run. Don't matter if it's two people in the in the stands listening to your comedy or it's fifty thousand listening to your comedy. You trying to win everybody yeah. in there over. You're trying to win the game, so it's a lot of pressure. And, you know, it's always somebody climbing for your spot, just like in, in your profession. It's always somebody trying to get where you at. And so you got to keep that. Exactly. You got to keep sharp. You got to keep aware. Um, then you get to the club and you party. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> man, we all live. It's Roddy Perry live. My man, Sergio Sabalos, he's giving us the insight on what it's like being a, a NBA player, not just an NBA player, but an NBA great, man. You had some, some really incredible, incredible seasons, some incredible years. You played with some incredible teams, you know. Let me ask, this is a, this is, this is a little silly question that I want to know, because I once heard Charles Barkley say one thing he missed is the NBA socks. He yeah. said, man, them socks is the best socks in the What little thing do you miss? Man, socks is one of them. That's pretty good. Um <laughs> it, it's that smell when you running out that tunnel and you smell the popcorn. That that's huge. I I, I you know even now when I go to the movies or somewhere and I smell some popcorn, man, I start stretching, man, getting ready. You know, like I'm about to run out and do some dunks or something, man. It's just it's a so feeling, man. Those are the those are the little things that you miss. And people just, you know, I get a lot of free stuff now. But when I play, man, any and everything, man, I'm talking about free meals. You know, it'd be tons of tennis shoes everywhere, jogging suits, T-shirts, clothes, golf clubs, trips. I mean, they just be, you know, your, your gift your gift ratio is high, man, when you're playing, man. Way up there. Your gift bag is high, is nice. Like you're going to the Grammys or the Oscars or something. <laughs> the gift bag is crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Every day, every practice, man, every day, they always dropping off boxes and boxes of just free stuff, man. And that, you know, those are, you know, that's just, like Charles was saying with them socks, man. That's, you know, that's crazy. That's crazy. Just all the, you know, the crazy now, stuff now, that you get. Do, for you, free. do you ever get like jaded from that? Like you in it, you be like, are you like, man, if they give me one more gift bag, are you always? Is it always like Christmas? Oh no, we we it's always like Christmas. It, it'd be a fight. Like, as soon as the guys from, from the, the the equipment room and the mail room come in with the boxes, like, everybody trying to stay calm, you know what I'm saying, until they drop the boxes off. Or it may be some media or stuff around, so they don't really want to, you know, jump on the boxes and rip them all open. But, you know, they slowly looking at the side corner of their eye, like, okay, all right, they drop, all right, it's clear. Boom. I mean, I'm talking, like, full-on. Full on scrambles, man, and try to like, 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 like it's uh, like it's a great sale of pantyhose on sale down in Macy's or something, man. It, right. It be crazy, man. Stuff be flying everywhere, man. People be trying to get their little gifts on, man. You know how it is, man. You've been in them big shows. They got them. You want to get to the gifting uh, suites real oh, quick because oh, that's oh, when the good stuff gonna get taken up. Ain't nothing like some good swag, boy. It's nothing like some good swag, man. So now you you not only played here in the states. But you play overseas. What's the difference in playing internationally than playing here in the United States? Uh, just accommodations, the way they treat you. Uh, we in the United States, man. Don't, we we got it great over here. We you know we got clean hotels, we got clean apartments, we got clean everything. You know, I went over to Russia and played a couple of games, man. I was, that was just disgusting. And you know, Russian people just. <laughs> Just rude, rude all the time. I'm like, go, man, get get yourself some Russian vodka, man, so you can calm down a little bit, man. So um, that's just it, man. The accommodations in some some of these places, man, are just bad. It's, I mean, just real bad. I just one pl- matter of fact, in Russia, when I first got to Russia, um, I, I, they put me in this hotel. So uh, you know, the hotel was so bad. I just kept all my clothes on to, until somebody else came and got me. Like I'm not getting undressed, nothing. And and and, and, and the guy who my yeah, my the, the assistant was like, "Hey, ma'am, you want a wake up call?" I was like, "All right, cool, give me a wake up call." And this is how much different that we are over here than they are over there. They had a, um, you know, on the floor I was on, it was like a, a maid mom or a floor mom. So I'm sleeping in the bed. I'm in in Russia, it's freezing cold outside, snow everywhere, and the lady comes tapping me on my leg. You know what I mean? Like tap, tap. You know, keep. I feel this tap. I'm sleeping. I'm like, what the heck? So I wake up startled, and I turn and look at her. She was like, oh, wake up, time to wake up. I was like, so you mean to tell me y'all couldn't just call me on the phone and wake me up? You had to have this lady come in and tap me on the leg, man, and tell me to get up? I'm like, oh, man, see, those are things, those little accommodations, man, is a trip. Wow. Hey, hey, we're talking with my man, Sergio Sabalos, NBA legend, DJ, hip-hop enthusiast, rapper, and he's also part owner of the ABA's Arizona Scorpions. Now, now, tell now, who are the Arizona Scorpions, and, and, and what? Why did you invest your hard-earned coin into this team? Well, the ABA Arizona Scorpions are part of a team uh, in the ABA league. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day with the red, white, and blue basketball, Doctor J flying with the fro and everything. Well, that league has still been going on, man, in, in a lot of um, uh, major and minor cities. Uh, there's over 90 teams uh, across the country involved. Uh, we, uh, I had an opportunity a couple of years ago to, to to really study and get in, get into it. I didn't take advantage of it then, uh, but then when the, the opportunity came to me again, I took full advantage of it. Um, it's a fun league, man. It's a, it's a league, and like like I said, I'm 
I'm not a real big fan of going overseas. So I really wanted to put my opportunity and my money where my mouth is to try to make the leagues, the, the, the smaller leagues here better so guys wouldn't have to go overseas and, and guys, you know, their families never see them play. You know, we got we got, we got got some great talent from the States, man, but we never really see them because they go overseas and go get that money uh, because our minor leagues here uh, don't pay as much and then they don't, you know, don't get the much support. So I'm up to – I'm up for the challenge. Um, you know, back in the day, the, the, the teams that were ABA teams, New Jersey Nets, Indiana Pacers, Denver Nuggets, San Antonio Spurs, uh, you know, when they first put that together, did they dream that they would be a part of the NBA? No. So, I'm, you know, with the way things are going now, you know, maybe an opportunity if I push and build and get myself and my organization going, maybe a possibility of, of getting that up high where the guys don't have to go overseas to get that money or, or have an opportunity to maybe, you know, later uh, join the NBA. Hey, man, hey, hey Sid, uh, I, I know uh, you, you, you are one of those people. Um, I, I'm sure you probably help tons of charities. Uh, what's your charity of choice right now? What, what, do you, what do you do to give back, man? Well, the Sabalo Foundation has touched a lot of, of lives. First, we, when we first started in 1983, we, we really wanted to kick in a lot with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, we took care of a lot of those organizations. But right now, our biggest push right now is uh, breast cancer awareness. Um, and so um, the Susan Cohn Foundation has, has, has partnered in with us. Um, so I have been – I've had the opportunity to continue – with that and get more awareness by me coming back and playing for my team and wearing, rocking the pink shoes, uh, playing in the pink uniforms. Uh, and also uh, I created a shirt that, that I've been selling um, for all proceeds go to, to the foundation as well to help breast, breast cancer awareness, which is uh, the 23 reasons shirts. And uh, in, inside the breast cancer ribbon is 23 reasons uh, or 23 descriptions of a female, you know, your mom, your sister, uh, your daughter, your friend, your wife, your cousin, your auntie, all those things are inside the T-shirts. And uh, we've been selling those for $23 each, and that, that money has just been generating uh, for more breast cancer awareness. And, and, and also, I want to let everybody know that men get breast cancer too. So, That's guys, very true. don't be That's afraid to go get that checked out. And it's it just that it's not as publicized as much, uh, because it, it doesn't seem manly. No, I ain't gonna say nothing. It doesn't seem macho. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah. seem manly. It doesn't seem macho. But you know, when, once you're deceased, what's macho about being deceased? What's manly about being deceased? You know, if you got an opportunity to stop something, it's not like you can catch cancer. Like if if I use a toilet after Rodney, I'm not gonna catch Rodney's cancer. That it doesn't happen like that. It's just something that's you know we we can't figure out why. We can't figure out if if, uh, if if you're already pre-chosen. We can't figure out why. That's why we have to help research. We have to help donate so we can solve these problems. I know somebody somewhere that's listening right now has had somebody that's been affected by some form of breast cancer or cancer, period. And that's, you know, that's the scary thing about it, that, you know, there's so many um, subjects out there that, that we all know. But then we, you know, we can kind of just not really – you know, extend ourselves and help. And I just thought, you know, I didn't really, you know, I didn't have nobody immediate family. I know, I know, I have heard a lot of stories. I've visited a lot of people in hospitals. I didn't have nobody in my immediate family, uh, you know, have this problem or have a, 
have this disease, but I just, you know, jumped on it and said, hey, let's run with it, see how much uh, money and how, and how many people we can help, uh, you know, get out there. And you know what, Rodney, this is really crazy right here, and if, fellas, if you're listening, a lot of women end up, this, this is bad, they end up dying because their husbands or their spouse will not let them go get checked out because they, wow. they don't want a doctor, a male, a female doctor examining their women's breasts. Come on, fellas, that that's ridiculous. Crazy. You know, if you, if you love her that much and you don't want nobody touching on her, let her live longer so you could be the one touching on her. Because, you know, just, exactly. just to let her pass away because you don't want another man or a doctor to examine her, which is bananas. And it's not what you think, fellas, it's not a – you know, groping thing. It's just underneath. Yeah, it, 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 it ain't no. It ain't nothing cute about this exam. Yeah, it's just an exam underneath the X-ray, and that's it. So you know, release those shackles, fellas, and let the ladies, uh, you know, extend their lives longer and, and, and get healthy. Hey, I love it, man. Hey, y'all, you listen to my man Cedric Sabalos. You can check his website. That's said. SaidSabalos.com. That's C-E-D-C-E-B-A-L-L-O-S.com. He is also on Twitter. Are you active on Twitter? Yeah, 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 man. I'm always tweeting. I just got back from Mexico um, down in Guadalajara, man, which was real crazy. And uh, I, I was trying to find the hottest hot sauce, man. I've been I've been showing video and tweeting about that hot sauce out there, man. It's crazy. I would, are you, are you, are you, do you like, you like spicy food like that? I love, man, the the spicier, the hotter, the tangier, the better for me, man. Because, you know, spicy food is good for your memory. Because after you eat really? that and you sit at home, you sit at home on the toilet, you're going to remember what you ate, man. <laughs> hey, we always say Zabalos. Hit him on Twitter. He's at said Zabalos. That's C-E-D-C-E-B-A-L-L-O-S. And he got a Facebook page, all his great stuff said. Man, I got to thank you, man, for coming on today um, uh, and just, just chopping it up. Uh, last question, uh, you know, being a, a, a basketball insider, uh, it's it, all over the news now that, that, that the, the league where they're not going to be playing uh, on time and, and parts of the season is not going to happen. What's your take on that? You know, if you could, and 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 are we gonna get are we gonna get the NBA to see? Well, it's gonna be tough uh, because uh, nobody's gonna win in this situation. Uh, the owners are not gonna win. The players are not gonna win. They just need to hurry up and come to a mutual agreement on on how much each party gives up. Uh, we had this back in eighty eight, uh, excuse me, ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, that's the same thing that happened. Uh, you know, we had a work stoppage. You know, we started back up in late December. Uh, hopefully they'll right. get this resolved as quick as possible because, you know, I, I can't really say the fans are hurting. I, I can't really say the fans are hurting, but the people who are most affected by this are are the workers, the the, the people who park the cars, who, who take the, the tickets and the popcorn poppers wow. and, and, and sell the food vendors because they rely on that six months of, of, of work. Uh, you know, for their for their long haul, for to feed their families, and when we're not playing, you know, that's that's a lot of people. You know, it's only it's only going to be twenty players on the court. You know what I'm saying? It's right. going to be a couple owners in the stands. But you know, if you go to, if you ever been to an NBA game, there's a thousands, there are thousands and thousands of workers who who make that game possible. 
uh, wow. from 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 the bottom to the top, and they're, they're, they're you know they're out of work, and that's really tough. That's a tough situation right there, and so I think they need to consider that when they go in there because they you know there's a bunch of millionaires and billionaires fighting over over money or or, or power. It's some it's some people on the lower end, and then and then we're in a recession now too, so it's going to affect them even more. So let's get this over with, fellas, real quick, and and get back to. Uh, not only basketball, but get back to, 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 to helping and changing lives. Hey, man, well said, says you, man. I, I don't think nobody could have put it any better. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. It's Rodney Perry Live. My guest today, Mr. Sergio Sabalos, thank you, said, man. Thank you for your valuable time, your great energy, man. I wish you all the best in the world, man. Any final words for, for the people that, that, that know and love you? Well, if you just got an opportunity to help somebody, please do that. And secondly, Rodney, man, I love you so much. You you're such a, a gentleman and a scholar every time you come and we see each other. You came to my event, man, and, and helped out so much and just keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Such positive stuff. Love the movies, love the stand up. And man, you need to make a mixtape with me, man. Make a mixtape with me. Let's do it. I'm with that said. I'm I'm serious a heart attack, dude. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna email you some sound bites today. You do whatever you want to do with them. Okay. Let's get it in. Hey y'all, this is Rodney Perry, Rodney Perry Live. That's our show for today. Y'all stay blessed. We'll be back next week, Monday, 2 p.m. I don't know where I'm going to be. I'm in D.C. now. I'll be the last one to harbor tonight. Y'all stay blessed. Come get your laugh on if you're in D.C. Woo!